Okay. So here we are coming from yesterday's amazing energy of Yushvat, continuing with today's amazing energy of Yud Aleph Shvat. Yud Aleph Shvat is essence. The Rebbe says it's essence, Biskalos. I was thinking this morning when I did the Hayom Yom, somehow this year every, I, I keep noticing how Hayom Yoms are really expressing the day. And what is the Hayom Yom of Yud Aleph Shvat? It talks about the untouchable, beyond impurity essence of the Jew, the Maidani, expressing, expressing it all shot. So, today's Tanya is beginning Tarkhaf, which connects to essence, because of course what we're talking about here is Achtos Hashem. Why are we learning this? Because we just learned two chapters of Tanya, Yudchas and Yates. And in them, we learned about this amazing power embedded inside each of our souls. I have an enormous love of Hashem that when it's expressed, wow. As we said yesterday, all of the klipas, a lifetime of klipas, melt, melt. So I'd like to use it. How? Based on chapters 18 and 19, it seems accessible when someone puts a gun to my head. And then the love comes out. The Baruch Hashem, people generally are not putting guns to my head, or, or most Jews' heads with the threat of give up your religion and die, or die. So if that's the case, how do I access this love? In order to understand that, the Rebbe begins Perakhaf by discussing the two foundational mitzvahs that we heard directly from Hashem, and it says that contains all mitzvahs ase, and our sages continue contains all mitzvahs los And the question is that anoichi contains all ase is perfectly logical. If I accept Hashem as the ultimate God, then I keep Shabbos. As the Mechilta gives the Medrash, a king comes to a city or a town, and the people say, oh, oh, what are your rules? What are your rules? And the king says, accept me as your king. Once you accept me as my king, everything else is de facto. So the link between and all the mitzvahs is very clear. But how is it that thou shalt not serve idols contains don't wear shatnez, don't say Lashon Hara, don't turn on yourself on Shabbos, like, what's the connection between many discrete prohibitions of Israel being one and then Shatnez or Lashon Hara or Chil Shabbos being another? In order to answer that, the Rebbe says, we have to understand Aftas Hashem. Now, truly, that's what we want to understand. Because through understanding Aftas Hashem, we will understand how every Avera is of Israel. And we will be able to answer our essence question which is, how do I access Avmasateris on a regular basis? The answer occurs over three chapters of Tanya, meaning chapter 20, 21, and 22 all continue the discussion on Avtas Hashem. By the time I finish the discussion, at the end of chapter 22, I can answer the question myself. I know how Avaydazara contains all of Eris, and I understand how I can access my Avmasateris on a regular basis. We're not going to understand it today when we're just doing the beginning of chapter 20. But we begin by the basic principle. The principle is Hashem is unchanged by creation. 
That's a pasuk. It's a fact. It's stated very clearly in our davening, in Tanakh, by our Chachamim. Hashem is unchanged by creation. Question is, how is this possible? Originally there is Him, and now there is Him, however you want to view it, plus or minus creation. There is what we would call Harkava. Hashem combined with something else. But our belief is there's no Harkava. We call him Yachid, which means there's only one God, and the Yuchad, which means all there is is Hashem. There's not Hashem plus or minus anything. So how can this be? So the answer, the Rebbe says today, is Tekula Kaime Klochashiv Mamish. Because all of existence is as nothing before him. Since existence is meaningless, so to speak, it didn't change him at all. There's two basic ways Hasidus understands this, two basic ways developed in Tanya. One in our chapter here, and another one in Shah Yuchabemuna. So the approach of Shah Yuchabemuna is that basically creation has no metzias. It has no true existence. It's like a, a flying ball. Balls don't fly. But if you punch a ball in the air, it looks like it's flying until it falls. So creation has no metzias. It doesn't exist. But Hashem keeps punching it into existence. He keeps saying those words of the Asar Mamaros. So as he keeps revivifying it by those words, this non-existent creation keeps coming back to existence, keeps continuing its existence, one more time, by those words. So since creation truly has no existence, it doesn't change Hashem, because it's no not existent. The other approach, not that either, they, they're complementary approaches, they're not, it's not either or situation. The other approach, which is developed in our chapter, is creation is words, as we just said, basara mamaros nivra Creation is through speech. And words, in essence, not in their content, but in their mechanics, in essence, don't change the speaker at all, especially when you consider how remote the speaking a word is from your essence being. So if I am finite, which I am, and my body is finite, which it is. And yet, the speaking of a word doesn't affect me in my essence and being because it's so remote from my essence and being. Enormously, infinitely. When we're thinking of Hashem, who is infinite, his speech surely doesn't affect him. Meaning there's no impact. In Shahiqa we focus on there's no metzias. And here we're saying there's no impact of speech on the speaker, let alone if the speaker is the Abishter. So therefore, literally, creation doesn't impact Hashem at all. And thus we can say, before and after creation, he is exactly the same. By the time we finish next Tarek, we'll look at the same phrase on a different level, on a deeper level. But this is the basic understanding of Achdos Hashem. Any questions? Please unmute yourself, star six. Okay, I guess not. Have a good Shabbos. Coming from all the Kayach of Yud and Yud Aleph Shvat. should be a very Shabbos of, of Kayach. The Shabbos continuing the inspiration, and we will resume on the Shabbos.